God is good. If you can do me a favor, go to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. I want to again thank the team for going to Silver Spring. We had an awesome turnout. Didn't we have an awesome turnout? It was crazy down in Silver Spring last night. It was crazy. It was crazy in Silver Spring last night. We had, it was 60 cheers out there. We had close to 50 people in attendance last night. It was amazing. Oh man, there was somebody who rededicated their life back to Christ last night. It was amazing. Come on, give it up for that. Oh my God, there was about three or four people that received the prophetic word and they said that every word that was spoken over them was facts and true and we should thank God for that that his word is still performing it's so amazing that the power of God is still alive and it's still real so we thank God for that and so I want you to be in prayer because we have a lot of things to discuss and also we have a new we, we're going to announce soon the next pop-up that is soon to come all right the next pop-up that is soon to come i want you to be praying about what god is going to the direction of where our church is heading because um there was such an overwhelming uh, uh overwhelming reaction uh to the pop-up in silver spring last night so many people came up to us and say we need a church like this here we need a church like this here and so many people were wondering they thought we was going to have church up there again <laughs> last say are y'all do y'all have church on uh, up here normally because i would love to come and so god is a good god amen and so i'm excited about that and you guys did such a phenomenal job it was so give it up for you it was so phenomenal it was amazing i tell you man it was so amazing what God is doing in front of us amen so I, I, I if you don't know I know we a little sluggish but God is still good and and, right. and, and I tell you I'm so I, I'm gonna be honest with you I'm so overwhelmed from last night it was so overwhelming it was really historic it was almost like a promise that God gave me fulfilled right in front of my face and so I really thank God for that and I'm gonna get into the message in one second, but what really got me is today in worship. I was holding Jacozy, and Jacozy, I said, well, "Lift your hands, Jacozy." Jacozy's hand was all lifted in there. <laughs> oh man, teaching the children early, teaching them early. All right, you got verse 18. Can I can I continue the convince message series? I'm excited about this. Because in our Convinced Message series, we've been talking about unbelief, overcoming unbelief. Then we've been also talking about uh, being convinced in the love of Christ. You got to be convinced in the love of God. And now tonight, we're going to be talking about being convinced in his promises. How about that? Being convinced in the promises of God. How many of you, God has made promises over your life? Has God made you a promise? So we're going to talk about that tonight. All right. We're going to talk about that tonight. So the convinced message series is all about being fully sure about God. Because here's the thing. God began to impress this, uh, this message series upon my heart because he said there's a lot of people who are impartial when it comes down to their belief of me. They, they, here's the thing. You trust God to a certain extent. And God is saying, I want you to be fully convinced. Some people are impartial, but God said, I want you to be fully convinced about it. 
because it's not until you become fully convinced where you really pursue the things of God with such vigor and passion. Are you hearing me tonight? And so again, we have to be convinced about this thing. It has to be a sure thing, a sure thing, ladies and gentlemen. We must be sure about this. And so this message series, the goal of this message series, again, is to build up your faith and challenge your faith and what you believe about God. Do you really believe the God of the Bible? Do you really believe God is who he says he is? Do you really believe in the power of God? Or do you believe only him at to a certain level? I want to stretch you tonight. Can we go there? Verse 18. Verse 18. Oh, verse 19. Okay, there we go. Thank you, Daniel. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20 says, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Verse 21, it says, and being fully convinced that whom he had promised, he was able to perform. What type of faith is that? That's some great faith right there. Listen, let's explain Abraham here. Abraham is, listen, God promised him a son, right? And God even made this promise beyond, uh, 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 beyond, beyond the, the age of really conceiving. So, number one, God waits all the way until Abraham is well of age to say, hey, man, you're going to have a son. And guess what? You're going to be a father of many nations. Ladies and gentlemen, doesn't that sound crazy? <laughs> You're promising me a child, well, advanced age. I can't get it, you know, I can't get it going like I used to, man. Now, if you made this promise earlier, then it could be a real thing. <laughs> so here's the other thing that you must understand about God. God will, God will not always make promises to you in the most convenient of circumstances. God will not always promise you something. God will promise you certain things that are beyond even your capability. And so God promises him, promises, uh, uh, promises uh, Abraham and Sarah to have a child beyond their age of being able to conceive. I get the scratch in my head. I'm like, you know. And the fact of the matter is that God said God counted Abraham righteous because of his faith. Abraham had to have some serious faith to really believe God to number one. When God told him, look, Abram uh, at the time, his name was Abram. So it was it, it, so he was saying that uh, 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 I want you to leave your native land of the Chaldeans. I want you to go to a land where I should show you. He didn't even tell him what the land was. That takes faith to literally say, I'm picking up from where I am and I'm, I'm just, okay, wherever, like wherever, wherever I'm supposed to go, he's going to show me. Uh, how many of y'all have that type of faith to say, God, okay, if you're telling me, okay, you're telling me to leave this good paying job to do what? Start a business. 
don't got no money. <laughs> Excuse me? I got bills. I got a family. You're telling me to do what? God, you want me to do... You want me to do what in ministry? Huh? Preach? Uh-uh. Wrong person. <laughs> you, you, you telling me to do what? And so, but Abraham did not say a word. I'm just puzzled. Abraham got up and left. Abraham did not do what most of us do and say, God, let's talk about it. You know how you have the, ever had them people in church you ever came across? They can't give you a straight answer. So what they say, okay, uh, let me pray about that. <laughs> let me get back at you. Abraham didn't tell God, oh, let me pray about that first before I do it. Abraham said, okay, cool. I'm going, I'm going along. I don't understand. I don't understand that, but the type of trust that you have to have with God and his character. So what I see with this is that Abram, Abraham had a certain trust in the character of God that whatever that he was saying that this man is true and that he is faithful. But here's the thing, while knowing this, makes a promise to him, not in the most convenient of ways. Hear what it says. His body was dead. In other words, his, 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 uh, 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 his organs to produce has passed its time. And yet God said, you're going to have a child. Some of you may be saying, I'm probably missing my opportunity. And God said, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> If you give me a chance to show you in this whole process what I'm able to do, then it will completely blow your mind. The Bible says that he uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. This doesn't make sense. This does not make sense. But God is not about making sense. <laughs> he doesn't care about making sense. God cares about making you know that I am God and beside me there is no other. See, no other person can do what I can do on the spot. No other person can open up doors and open up ways like I can. Because the doors I open up, no man can shut. The doors that I open up, the kingdom of darkness cannot prevail against. How do I know this? It's because when Jesus made the statement, he said, Upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And people have been trying to come up and destroy the church through centuries and through years. But God has been able to keep and sustain us Based upon a word that he said upon this rock, upon the rock of a who, our salvation, which is Jesus Christ, I will build a church that nothing will come against it. So God is not about making sense. God is saying, listen, I want you to trust me. So Abraham trusted God. Beyond the point of him being able to produce. Not only Abraham, but Sarah. Sarah, the Bible says, you see it right here, her womb was dead. Sarah couldn't produce neither. So neither one of them could produce. But verse 20 says, he did not waver 
and unbelief. Do you not see that? That he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. In other words, he did not forfeit his, oh my God, he didn't forfeit his promise to, or, or anything like that. He didn't go back and forth in his mind because Abraham, when James writes later that it's hard for a double-minded person to receive anything from God, he shouldn't expect anything. That Oh my God, Abraham had a mindset, listen, if he said it, he's going to do it. And I'm not going to waver in unbelief. All I got to do is just go and trust the process and, and oh God, oh my goodness, trust this process because if I trust the process, then God will do what he says he's going to do. So he, he, Abraham didn't do what most like some of us do. Go back and forth. God, are you really going to do it? God, are you really going to do it? Now, I would believe in some point of Abraham's humanity, it's looking kind of dire, but it still says he did not waver. You can be wondering to yourself, but still not waver. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In your humanity, you are going to say to yourself, okay, is it going to happen yet? I've been waiting for a little time. But yet that, oh my God, that doubt did not lead to unbelief. I'm not telling you that you will not have doubt. It's a problem when you allow doubt to go to unbelief. Mm-mm-mm. It didn't say that Abraham did not doubt. Because if you look at the story, if you look at the account of Abraham, you clearly see in a moment of doubt, Ishmael was born because what happened is that Sarah said, would you take on my maidservant? And so you see that there was a period of doubt in that moment because he, oh my God, he slept with um, uh, Sarah's maidservant and therefore Ishmael is born. So in a point of doubt, if we don't check doubt, then we will cause, oh my God, problems that we did not need if we just trusted the process. So there's a difference between doubt leads to unbelief, but unbelief is not doubt. Are you get what I'm saying? If you check doubt for where it is in your humanity, you'll start feeling like, okay, God has promised me this. I haven't seen it yet. But Abraham, okay, I ain't seen it yet, but I'm going to keep going. Here's what I'm saying, that a lot of us, because we don't see it right away, we get so frustrated and we want to quit automatically. And I'm like, you haven't even given God a chance. Oh, I, I think I gave God a long enough chance. You've only been doing it for three months. We, we give up. I don't care if the promise don't come until five years later. It's still a fulfillment of his word. But he said, oh my God, it didn't come until like 13 some years later after he originally promised it to Abraham. That's a long time. But here's the thing. He did not waver. <laughs> but he's persevered. The Bible also says in the same text that, with oh my God, he hoped against hope. He hoped against hope, ladies and gentlemen. He said, even when the hope, he hoped against hope. He had more hope to say, you know what? Even that hope ran out, I got a little bit more. Oh, man. Oh, man. We got to get to a place, ladies and gentlemen. I know we live in a society that if you don't see fast results, they say that, oh, it's a failure. Oh, it's this. But then you look 10 years along the line and you see the very thing that had fast growth is failing. What is God trying to do in you? Produce what? Longevity. Longevity. 
I'm trying to get y'all to understand this. Longevity means a whole lot when you can go through the ups and downs of whatever thing and still make it out on top. Abraham is saying, listen, I'm not going to fold right here. But here's what Abraham did. If you look at the text, he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. This is amazing to me. You want to know what's amazing? Because in another version, it says, oh, my God, by giving glory to God, he was strengthened in faith. In the expanded version, in the expanded Bible. The funny thing is, is that while he was waiting, he was yet giving glory to God. And by giving glory to God, he was strengthening his faith. Do you not understand that worship has such a great impact on strengthening your faith? That if you get into a place of some serious worship, not worshiping because, oh my God, worshiping for the promise itself, but worshiping the promiser and understanding that he is faithful and that he is great and that, oh my God, he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that in everything, give thanks for it is the will of God concerning you. The will of God concerning your life is that you would give glory to him. That is the will of God concerning your life. He said, I want you to give me glory. Hallelujah. And, and, that, and that's why God accounted for him righteous. Because yet Abraham praised him through it all. It did not matter. Abraham said, even though I'm waiting for this, I'm still going to give you glory. I'm still, I'm still going to honor you. I'm still going to give you the praise that is due. And guess what? Oh, my God. Can I go a little further? And Abraham did not stop honoring God even when he received the promise. Because when God asks for the promise back, Abraham willingly was going to offer his son up as a sacrifice. His son was getting close to the sacrifice. Isaac said, well, Daddy, where is the sacrifice? He said, don't worry about it. The Lord will provide. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, because he already knew if God provided you, Isaac, surely God is going to provide something. Oh, my God, there's going to be a ram in the bush somewhere that's going to be offered and sacrificed up. God is a man of his word. He wouldn't give me this promise of father of many nations if he didn't promise to keep me. So he was strengthened in faith. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe last night in Silver Spring, we were strengthened in faith. Hallelujah. He said, you didn't see it here, but you got up there and the room was almost full. And there's something that comes to your mind and said, if you continue to stay persistent in faith, he said, I'm a rewarder to those who diligently seek me. And let me tell you something. Abraham didn't stop seeking God because he didn't see fast results. Abraham did not stop seeking God even when he got the results. Abraham continued to honor God. Because God is worthy of it. But you have to be convinced. The Bible says, and being fully convinced. Verse 21. It says, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. If you look at Bible commentary, some, com some commentators would say that when even Abraham offered up his son, he had some point to believe that God could resurrect his son even if he offered him up. Because he was fully convinced 
that even if I have to offer him up, God could give him back. Oh, my God. Are you seeing this tonight? That even if, oh, my God, listen, he was fully convinced that even though I'm past the age of childbearing, me and my wife, I believe for one night, God could give me enough strength to be able to handle. That's the type of faith that he had. And he was fully convinced. He didn't say he was partial. He said he was fully convinced but you know where we are with God's promise because of how you think if you think of God as a regular person and you bring him down to our our level you will think that ah uh, people have made me promises before he's just like anybody else who doesn't come through on his promises you'll treat God like a regular person God is not a regular person. God is beyond your, oh my God, comprehension. God is beyond what you are able to even uh, to fathom. God is beyond that and he can do way exceedingly above all you can think. That's Ephesians chapter three. Are you seeing this? So what I'm telling to you, what I'm telling you is, is that if you're not fully convinced in the promise of God, because here's the thing, a promise is is a promise is a word, uh, a word being given to do something. Right. So if God makes a promise, then that means God is giving you his word. And God does not take back his word. God's it says his word will not return void. In other words, it will not return back to him. Are you seeing this? His word will not return back to him. So if he says something, if he puts something out there, then that means it's going to be fulfilled at whatever time that is. It doesn't matter. All that matters is the fulfillment of the word. See, here's the thing. We are caught up on time. God is not caught up on time. Let me tell you something. Everything that you will ever walk into in your life, God has already predestined it there. Oh, my God. Because God is outside of time. You are catching up to what God already did already. Do you get it? God is outside of time. So he's not limited by time. And you're wondering, when is it going to come? And you step into it, oh my God, when you step into the promise, it is something that he's already preordained. You're just catching up to it. So God is not about to do anything. He's already done it. He's leading you into it, but God has already put it there. So you're saying, Pastor Brandon, I need a job. It's like, listen, God has already knew at the moment you will lose, you'll lose that job that he already had something lined up. You just haven't caught up to it yet. And guess what? God's trying to catch you up to it. But guess what? In your stubbornness, you're not trying to go because of fear. Y'all hearing me tonight? God is trying to lead you somewhere, but yet because of fear and you're not fully convinced. And that's why we talked about love, because perfect love casts out fear. It's the last Sunday, because if you don't understand the love of God, then you're not going to re really receive his promises. His, he promises things because he loves do you not get it? He promises things because he loves. Because he loves you, he makes a promise. And he said, being fully convinced 
that he was able to perform. How many of you are really fully convinced that God can actually perform it? So you convince God can perform. Here's the thing. Here's what you're not convinced about, I believe. You're not sure if God will perform it for you. How do I know this? Mark chapter 9, the first Sunday we preached, we talked about the, the man who brought his son, was demon-possessed, foaming at the mouth, right? He said, he said, Lord, Lord, if you can, can you please heal my son? He said that he had some type of faith because he came to Jesus. That's why he says, uh, Father, I, I believe, but forgive me, in my, uh, uh, forg help my unbelief. So, so here's the pro problem to Jude. He wasn't sure that Jesus would do it for him. I've seen you do it for other people, but I'm not convinced that you will do it for me. My grandmother used to say what he's done for others, he'll do the same thing for you. And some people are like, yeah, I don't believe that, Pastor B. Because I think God favors other people more than me. Here's the thing. Let me erase this out of your memory. God is no respecter of persons. <laughs> so God doesn't love you more than he loves me. He loves us all the same. God doesn't favor some more than others. Sometimes you see other people getting ahead is because maybe, just maybe, they're fully convinced while you are impartial about what God can do. Maybe, just maybe, you are paralyzed in fear while others people say, well, I may have fear, but I ain't letting it conquer me. I'm going to go after it. Maybe, just maybe, ladies and gentlemen, you could be stuck in your own mind of what you think you should be and where you should be while other people have became, they submitted themselves unto God. And the Bible says if you, oh my God, if you submit yourself under the mighty hand of God in due time, he will exalt you. Just maybe. Just, just, just maybe. But you think, oh, because they're better. No, it's not because they're better. It's just that they submitted. And they are fully convinced. I believe, I bet you, if you become fully convinced after this message series, I bet you your whole life will change. I guarantee it. I bet you how you pray would change. I bet you how you go about the things of God will change once you become fully convinced. And be fully convinced in his promise coming to a close and verse 20 says and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness because he was fully convinced why because the only thing that pleases God is faith it was the faith of Abraham that moved God and accounted him as righteous therefore he says I'm gonna make a covenant with you and he always reconfirmed his covenant with Abraham because of one thing his faith his faith ladies and gentlemen I ask you where is your faith at I also ask you who is your faith in because here's the other thing, we're full, I do not understand this for the life of me. We are convinced and we like to put our faith in others, 
We want to. We are convinced that the government's going to fix our problems. We are convinced that our job is our source. We're convinced in all of these things. But if you, why is it that we have a hard time of believing God? Well, I can't really see God. What? I can see him through all of this. I'd rather put my trust in him than to put my trust in, in mere men. Because men can change on you. God said, I'm God. I change if not. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So he, why can I not put my full faith in him? And then here's the thing. Some of you got amnesia of what God did before. And then you realize, okay, and then you don't really fully believe him for this. And then the other thing is we trust him in some areas. But for some odd reason, we're not willing to give certain things to God because, oh, newsflash, we think we know it all. I've been there. Anybody guilty of that in the room? I'm guilty. You know what, God? You did your thing over there, but I know how to do my thing in this area. This is more of my expertise than yours. What? That's crazy. That's crazy to me. That's your expertise. This is mine. I, you stick with that. And I'll do this part. No, God don't work like that. God says, if you, either you get all of me or nothing. Or nothing. Bottom line, whatever you choose to deposit into me is what you're going to get back. How do I know this? If you sow sparingly, you will also reap sparingly. Stand your feet. Stand your feet. We're leaving. I want you in this moment, lift your hands. I want you in this moment, say, God, I surrender to your will. God, I'm fully convinced. I'm fully persuaded that all your promises are yes and amen. I believe it and I receive it tonight in faith. God, help my unbelief in the name of Jesus. Help me to trust you more and more in the name of Jesus. And God, help me to be patient with the promises you've gave me. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Come on, clap those hands tonight. Hallelujah.